Thoughts and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And we have a returning guest star with us. If you'd like to introduce yourself again. I am Krista Grady Saxon. Just making sure my ringer is off. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. (laughs) Well, welcome back. Thank you so much again for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been a while now. I know. It's been a year and a half now. But a lot of things have been going on. So um, let's just start out with that. It's been almost a year and a half. Yes. What's been going on with you since the last time we spoke with you? Um, So I've been keeping very busy, actually. Um, You know, so my regular career is aviation software. Okay. And so that's, like, super exciting to me. And so I got a few things going on with that. So I've been very busy. And then um, my movie stuff. So I did, um, did I do Devil Row at the time? I'm still waiting on that movie to come out. No, the um, one, the last time we talked, I remember you were having, it was, you had a lot of conversation about the distribution thing with, uh, Nation's oh, Fire. Yes. Nation's Fire, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so, we, we were going to ask about that later, but no, I don't think you had a chance to tell us about the other one. And I think it's really good to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of indie filmmakers need to understand how it works. Um, but yeah, so I did Devil Row, um, that was a Thomas Churchill film as well, uh, starring Tony Todd, and we shot that a couple of years ago okay. in California and we're still I think it has a release through Lionsgate but I'm not sure when so it's just you know how it takes time <laughs> every time <laughs> one year turns into five yep. uh, Penthouse movie is available on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. I just watched it as a matter of fact so did you? And I, yeah I loved it it was nice. really great yeah so um because sometimes you don't want to watch yourself. <laughs> Even though I make all these videos, I do all this stuff, and then when it comes to sequence, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know? So same for podcasters. I do not like listening Isn't to my own Isn't that weird? <laughs> but you love what you do. Oh, yeah, I love doing this. you have to do it. But I'm then... not listening to any of the episodes unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how that works, but yeah. And then I started my, um, my YouTube channel based on my pole dance. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, and to me, that's kind of telling my Hollywood story sneakily through song, dance, and the movies I choose. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of playing, it's pole tricks and action flicks. Yep. So my whole premise is, you know, being this pole performer based on characters that I would love to play in action movies. Okay. So, okay. And then kind of tell my own story in each little music video. Well, I know you did one. Didn't you do, like, one themed from, from Halloween? Like Michael I Myers did. version of Halloween? <laughs> I yeah. did. Yeah. And it looked like, so as I'm editing the video, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my God, he looks like a freaking peeping Tom. <laughs> like, the whole time. <laughs> He's supposed to be, like, hunting us down. <laughs> and we're, I, I made it, so it's like this old haunted mansion. And my pole partner, Kako, and I are, are doing pole tricks in these rooms. And it's, um, like, dingy, scary, and whatever. And then I have scenes, clips from Halloween, where he's, like, coming in, looking in the windows and stuff like that. And we're, like, doing, you know, aerial <laughs> tricks and whatever. So it looked like he was a pervert rather than, like, a killer. I'm like, wait, i got to change this up a little bit. Well, I remember originally they said that that was a lot of the premise of what people got from when he first wrote, when John Carpenter first wrote the original one, yeah, and did '78, was that because it was originally called the Babysitter Murders, and or oh, the wow. Babysitter Stalker or something like that, and that's all it was. It was him constantly. If you watch the movie, it was really a lot of peeping through windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter said originally he felt like it was coming off a little perverse when he yes. did an interview in there. So that's hilarious. <laughs> so I did the same thing as he did. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There's I promise he's not staring at you. He's just looking where to place the knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I saw 
saw a meme a few years ago, and it was like, um, always find a man that'll never let you go, and the next scene is just Michael Myers staring at, um, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis through the window. <laughs> that's cute. Hey, he stuck with her. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the important did, thing. I did. mean, that's a, that's a man of conviction right there. That's right. <laughs> My kind of guy, for sure. <laughs> I know you also did one um, as, where you were uh, dressed up as Harley Quinn. Yes. Right? And that was my first one. And I didn't know what I was doing when I started this, but I'm like, how can I combine movies with my pool, my sport of pool? Because um, initially I started training because I was going to play a role um, in, you know, as a, as a pool dancer, like club owner type thing. But it was going to be showing it in a different light because what I do is different than, you know, what people perceive it to be. Yeah. You know, not just gyrating around a pole. You know, standing on the floor and doing whatever. This is about the gymnastics side of it mm-hmm. and um, stunt side of it, okay. which is very hard and dangerous. And that's what I love about it. It's very cool. Nice. I love watching the athletes perform. And it's it's just so I was like, OK, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so I walked in the first class and I had a, um, a notepad and I went up to the studio owner. I was like, listen, I want to learn this, this and this. And these are like highly advanced, like 10 years to get to this level. I'm like, can we start on this? And she's like, um, yeah, have you taken a class yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Where do I sign up? So I, that's what we did. And it was funny. We were laughing about that the other day. Nice. And um, yeah, so what was your original question? About <laughs> well, we're so, we're so <laughs> well we, were, we were just talking about what you've been doing. Yeah. And then we transitioned into you've been doing the videos. With yeah, the, yeah. With the, with videos oh, and, Harley Quinn. and Harley Quinn yep. Harley Quinn and uh yeah so uh, people would always tell me you know like I've had people come up to me and say I remind them of her mm-hmm. you know say in a restaurant or whatever and I thought you know what that would be cool if I play Harley Quinn mm-hmm. so I went on Amazon ordered the costume got the little hair color pieces in there and um I dressed all up and I looked like a fool walking by my son <laughs> I got the shoes and cousin was like all right mom what are you doing <laughs> I said, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to film this and I'm going to play Harley Quinn. So if you hear me fall, and I've done some hilarious, I did. I put up all these black backdrops in the back, you know, and um, and a couple of times where it was just too, you know, because you're learning as you go. Right. And I literally had fallen into the thing, tore the whole thing, my whole wall down, and I'm wrapped up in this shit. And I'm like, man, this would be so cool for like the outtakes eventually. You know what I'm saying? The blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not as graceful as it looks all the time. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes we trip up. I had limited space because I just set it up in my upstairs and I just put, you know, black backdrops that I kind of use as a green screen so that I can monochrome it in editing. And I've learned since learned, but with each one, I'm getting better and better at the editing side of it. And that's what I love. I have so much fun with that. I love it. So, well, I, and I like, cause I, I told you, I've, I've followed your YouTube channel. I've seen, I've seen some of the videos. I really like the the way you transitioned and then do the transparency of things going on in the background Thank and then bring you. it back to the forefront, you yeah. know, the actual subject matter of what you're doing. So yeah. I think that was really kind of cool the way you did that. Yeah. And I'm trying to get, and I'm getting better at that because I want to make it look like we're actually in the scenes. So now, like right now I'm doing film on Louise and as I'm editing it, I'm like, you know, Daryl, the husband, what? You know, Daryl, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's like a trip. So I'm like, wow, it really made it look like I'm in the kitchen with Daryl yelling at me, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. 
how you can do that kind of stuff oh, with, yeah. with your programs. Well, I can't remember because I know I asked you last time, but uh, what what do you, what do you use when you do your editing and stuff? Uh, I actually just use Corel Video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I have some more sophisticated software programs um, through my Blackmagic mm -hmm. camera because, like, these cameras are like Netflix approved and whatever, you know. And um, uh, but it's just the process of learning. Mm -hmm how they put that software together and all the features that it has. So it's just about when I want to take the time to do that. So Corel Video is super, um, you know, it's up to date. It's got so many different features and I'm still learning them. And then I'm always having to update it, you know, because I put more and more in there. So I, I actually, I love it and it works well. And I'm able to put it on my 83 inch screen TV and nice. it looks amazing. Nice. When you see okay. it, the quality yep. and everything, I'm like, wow. I mean, so what do you think is probably the hardest thing uh, or the hardest critique that you give, like maybe yourself or whatever, while you're doing the editing? Oh, man. Um, while I'm doing the editing, it was seeing the, um, the actual, when I have to crop it down and then kind of lay it over scenes. You could mm -hmm. see that I just laid it over the scenes, like I threw <laughs> it on there. And I didn't know what features it took to get that to blend better okay. so now i can go in like each millisecond and blend it a little more so i just take more time but it's funny because now i'm doing it quicker and quicker because i'm i'm trying to get a video out every other week at least and um and now i'm getting to that point where i my last one my wash it all away video uh, that's my channel trailer i did that in like uh three days so that's you know, and I got a lot going on in that one, mm -hmm. and I was able to make it more seamless, mm -hmm. so it looked like Kako and I were on the stage with the right. band. Yeah, so that's pretty that's cool. Better, yep. That's what. Speaking of like when you talk about the software and, and the user friendliness of them, is nowadays you really don't need like you don't need Final Cut. You know, you don't need Avid <clears throat> before you needed to spend thousands of dollars on them. Yeah, and I think kind of comparing to what we talked about last time, like with equipment. Yeah, like you do not need oh. <clears throat> the setup that you needed. 20 years ago, even, well, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, uh, but now, every, I mean, most, a lot of people are doing movies yeah, on their phones. That's what know? I was going to say. There was an so iPhone commercial where they yeah. made like, an actual commercial just yeah. using, like, three iPhones. Just, yeah. You can, totally. But, so. like, to your point, like, if you have, you know, stuff that's a little more sophisticated or could do a little bit more, it's, it's the learning curve of it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Adobe Premiere is completely different from Final Cut. I mean, they're very similar and interface and all the other good stuff but when you get into the specific functionalities of them you got to learn everything yeah yeah and that's where totally. it gets a little tricky so. i learned by doing with adobe <laughs> but then, then i switched over to lightworks and i'm like it's a it's a video editing software i should be able to know what i'm doing nope completely lost yeah Just well it opening is opening that program because it all depends on how the designer put it together the yeah, designers yeah. put it together and you got to learn the way that they designed yeah. it yeah. so <laughs> it's like okay what do we got here you know? <laughs> Well, uh, since we, I know you wanted to ask the question, and you kind of brought it up already, so let's follow up with the distribution stuff with yeah. uh, Nations Fire. So how's that been going? Um, well, I completely had, so for the people that don't know, it was an absolute absolute mess with uh, distribution. With We went with uh, Vision Films on it, and um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the one thing that I had learned through independent filmmaking is if you are n not within the machine of say universal or one of the major studios then you're just an indie filmmaker to 
every small time distributor. Mm. You know what I mean? That's an opportunity for them to take advantage. So, so many filmmakers don't understand the business of it. Neither did I until I got in it and got lost my mind. I literally, I literally am not the same person that I used to be before this, um, being on the business side of it. And that's why I think I wanted to like create my art and do my thing because I'm in control of me. I'm in control of my image. I'm in control of what I do. And I will be in control of the way I monetize anything I do in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I've worked on so many things where they've, I've had to look stupid. And I'm like, you know what? Think about it. Why, why, why do that to myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because your audience then totally believes you are that idiot or you are that person or you are this and that and you, whatever. You don't want to be pigeonholed as that. Don't. I don't anymore. And it's like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. And um, But as far as distribution goes with uh, our distributor Vision Films, what they do is they say, oh yeah, we'll go ahead. And, and there's only a few distributors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, filmmakers think that, oh, can you get me a $2 million budget or can you fund this for $2 million is all we need for this. I mean, this is nothing compared to the $100 million budget movies you see. First of all, everything is manipulated that you guys see. Mm -hmm. So you could see a $100 million budget movie and it might be $10 million, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're advertising as that. These big actors could be saying they get paid this and they really get paid that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I've seen all of that go on with our movie where, you know, it's, nothing is what you think it is. Mm. It's not. But they, it's a, all a part of their marketing for it to make people want to see it more, maybe, you know? Oh, $100 million budget movie, look what Tom Cruise did in this, and he made $200 million, whatever. And that's not always the case. And we have no way of getting all the actual data mm. from these movies okay we got what they want to show you and that's the way the distributors do it so when we distributed it with um vision films we had access to our online portal where we could see supposedly uh what revenues were coming in off of each platform mm. and instead of that it you know it comes directly from them so how do we know that the numbers are accurate yeah. how do we know that we don't know that and then with all of your expenses that you're charging us, you're taking away all the revenue and claiming, well, it's to pay themselves back for this, this office supplies, pens, employees, traveling to cans, whatever it is. Mm. And I'm like, are you serious? Can I get the receipts for this? <laughs> can I get something that's showing that? Can I get the reports directly from Amazon Prime? Can I get the from Hulu and Vudu and all these reports? No, just what they give you. Yep. It's self-reporting. Oh. That you, exactly. <laughs> That's like, is everybody honest when they pay their, you know, do their IRS taxes? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, you, you're uh, going to claim everything you can. Yes, we are. <laughs> of course we are. Uh. Right. <laughs> you know? And, uh, but it's, it's essentially that yeah. where it's like they just, you know, so literally we did not see a penny. Did not see one red cent from that movie, but yet my costs kept going. So, okay. you know, um, for the premiere and... Uh, that quality control where she's like, and anytime I would call her, um, the owner of that distribution company, she would scream at me like a squealing pig. And I'm being, and, and, and I'm being nice right now. Yes. I'm like, I never even met this one. I don't know this one. Why is she talking to me like this? And I told her, I said, you, you do understand that you work for me, right? Yeah. I'm not your bitch. <laughs> okay. you got me a little messed up. You might see me as some submissive blonde. I don't know what you think, mm -hmm. 
but this is not the way. Like, we're supposed to be a team here, yeah. and I'm not going to be treated like your dog. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, you're, you're an abusive woman. And it was horrible. Um, and then, uh, you know, and the guys would all tell me, hey, well, you know, my business partner's going to will you call her? I was like, why do you make me call her so that I got to get the screaming <laughs> match with her? Like, I'm like, well, I'm ready to go. And because um, they didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. They're like, and I said, this is how she, she does this. This is how she works. She knows it drives people away by just screaming at them. They yeah. don't want to call her back. They don't. And she gets all this revenue from these movies. But if you think about it, you got a couple thousand movies in your library. Mm-hmm. And you continuously are doing, playing these games with every filmmaker that you work with. How much money are you making yeah. off yeah. of all these platforms? You got money coming in off every one. Mm-hmm. Then you got somebody in charge of just of just stating the revenue right mm. in the in the portal in the yep. reporting and so you're screwed yep you know and that's that's like and i don't know one single filmmaker who has actually made money do you have you made money then i could say yes <laughs> right yeah. right yeah. yeah and and it's funny because then i still deal with sag so because we because we made a sag movie and that was a big mistake too why do that like look now you can make movies with your phone and editing apps on your phone literally because there's so much content out there if every single movie is a needle in a haystack yep. and then when so distribution knows that they got everybody by the balls because they come in and say hey we got this finished product for you oh that's a big mistake because then it's just distributor don't need it. They don't care to have it. And filmmakers think because it's theirs and it's so creative and it's this amazing movie and storyline that a distributor would be like, oh my God, how much do you need for yeah. this? How much can I give you? Yes. And it's a joke. They could care less. It's just, they just see it as they just want to crank out more content and bring in revenue. Mm-hmm. And they'll just take a percentage off the back end and then say, oh, I'm sorry, you made nothing while they take all the revenue and that is the way that it works i don't know one filmmaker i got my buddy he's my business partner and so the app that i invented (laughs) and created is called kerping and this is an app for airports um for um you know tncs uh, like such as uber and lyft and whatever are essentially utilizing the airport's property while self-reporting right so while cabs, yellow cabs, and other mom and pop cab companies are having to pay a million a year, let's say in New York, for their medallions and have all these governed fees and, and you know required insurance and all this stuff, while Uber and Lyft just came in and just did whatever they want with no rules. Yeah. Yep. So that's essentially what independent um, you know uh, <coughs> filmmakers are in that same boat, getting screwed by the distributors. Yep. And so with my app, I told her I was like, listen, lady. I'm the queen of studying self-reporting because that was the issue among airports all over the country. How are we going to get this under control? Like they're, they're using our space. Are you going to rent a room in your house and let somebody tell you, Hey, I'll give you 25 bucks a month. That's the deal. And you got to pay the electric. You got to give them space. You got to share it. You know what I mean? So they're using their property and, and you know, essentially doing what they want. And then the airport's responsible if somebody gets in an accident or something gets hurt or whatever. And so all these things had to change. And now, um, and then that's with with our app, with my company. That's that's what we're doing, and kind of changing the the culture of this, so that airports get control again. And this is the same needs to happen with independent filmmakers, where they have control over gotcha. their product, their <clears throat> revenue, their their art, their creation. We put years of work into each movie. Yep. It's not just like oh, you know, let me just make a movie today on my camera, on my yep. phone, or whatever in five minutes. Yep. 
we spent time. We got thousands of people employed on that movie. And that's what I've learned is that all the money is made, and all the people in Hollywood and the indie film world understand this, all the money is made off the budget, off the investors who are being told that, you know, oh, we got this great distribution, you know, plan and blah, blah, blah. Well, in the future, you need to know that you have to pre-sell it, get a check up front <clears throat> from one of the four major um, distributors, mm. and then know that it's a guarantee, gotcha. minimum guarantee, and that's it. And then you'll know if you're, re if you're really a great writer or a uh, creator or whatever, because mm. most of the time, it's not going to work out that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody so, thinks they're a great writer or a great filmmaker. Those are the best things. And I'm like, Even when I they have know. a finished product, they see it and then they show it to everybody and they're like, ah. <laughs> that's, that's a movie. <laughs> that's yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's a movie. And yeah. they think that the whole world is going to know about it and it's going to become the next biggest thing. Well, how right. are you going to get the whole world to know about it? Exactly. And why yeah. don't you test that theory on YouTube? Because yeah. if you test that on YouTube and you've got a billion views without buying them, because I see people do that as well. You know, you know that if if you got four followers and it's not done organically, if you got all of a sudden 10 million views and you got four views on your other videos from the past 10 years, well, then yeah. somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, but if you test it on YouTube or s something of that nature, you, you see how difficult it is to capture that audience or get get yourself in or or you learn where you need to improve and that's kind of what I'm doing with my videos yeah. mm. testing that what works what doesn't work and how we can go from there and it's really it's really really given me the because um, you can go back and look at your analytics and the mm -hmm. data on your YouTube channel and I can see where I need to improve where audiences drop off or where it watching the whole thing through amazing you know and and that's like that's where you can kind of gauge where you're at as even a filmmaker Yep. by testing little things like that on a platform such as that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's actually yeah. very similar to, you know, podcasting. And what we're doing, you know, we go back and look at the metrics and then, like, mm -hmm. he's a big one on it. If, if it drops a little bit, he gets nervous. But I'm like, you know, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, Sorry. it is a, roll, it is a roller coaster, but then it's it just it pops, it yeah. pops back up. And I'm, I'm like, let's just worry about, <laughs> you know, but every time we go through, um, like, we basically through Anchor, but Spotify owns them. So Spotify is the main, a bigger analytic platform. They can give us like followers. Yeah. Even if the numbers drop a little bit one week, I go in there, but our following and listener number is constantly going up. Yes. Even if it's by one or two, I mean, one or two. Don't okay, matter. I don't care. You know, it takes time. Uh, but just like you said, like you can kind of gauge where yep. things are happening. Um, you know, we can pinpoint certain things, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to see those analytics. Um, For you know, sure. We're talking about figuring out how do you get like, the questions out to people like whether it's kind of like youtube like if you see okay maybe someone was watching the entire video for the first five videos then it dropped to maybe you know 20 minutes of it or whatever the length is you know if it mm -hmm. starts dropping 50 percent or 75 percent or 25 percent whatever number and then you could say like how do you gauge that do you reach out is there a way that you kind of send out something to your audience to kind of ask those questions do you do any kind of poll or is it or do you just kind of base it off the, the raw data I kind of, I kind of base it just off like I'm just the way I'm looking at it right now. You got to make your first hundred videos anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. So they say just do it and just keep going. And once because then you're going to get deeper and deeper into that 
algorithm, which they call the algorithm your audience, yeah. essentially. But if your audience isn't aware of it because YouTube's not putting it out in front of people, then you just keep going and keep going and keep going until you hit that 100 video mark. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you're going to see so much growth in your audience, your followers, and probably your watch time and all those different things. But gathering this information, I mean, data is everything. And that's what the business side that I think, like, filmmakers aren't aware of mm. if you don't have you're not you're go, you're going into making this piece of art but you have no data to go on except for oh look at this horror movie made this millions of dollars last year and i'm like that's for universal studios number one yeah mm. we don't know that that's <clears throat> legit what it's made this could be a marketing ploy yeah too and um and again you're not <clears throat> universal they have their own they can put out commercials <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. You know, you can't just yeah. like, we don't have that ability. Yeah. So the bottom line is just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. And mm -hmm. just, you'll, you'll naturally see where you want to improve or where you feel you need to improve. Or sometimes it's just a matter of just, just keep going. Like, you know, cause not everybody's interested in this or that or whatever. And for me, I know like when I first started doing my poll videos, mm -hmm. um, I would lose people on Facebook, like women would be like, oh, this little hussy, you know, <laughs> and like this tramp or they don't want their man to watch or see it. I understand. I understand that, you know, but now I think, you know, as I continue to put it out, I'm not trying to just be sexy and whatever. I'm out there, you know, like mm. with my, my music and telling my stories and whatever. And that's what my poll partner said. She's like, you're so funny. Because <laughs> we're just out there thrashing and doing whatever. And I was like, yeah, this is the message I want to get across. This is about the distributor. This is my message to her, you know. And um, <laughs> so um, people now, it's really neat because I got a lot of people, I have a different respect level now. Mm. And a lot of people write me and the way that men talk to me. And because I used to get a lot of weird stuff sent to me, <laughs> you know, and whatever. And now it's like, totally love what you're doing this is amazing you know it's very different mm, across yeah. the board um where people are like whoa this is really neat like this is so different and um so now i see people are like what's the next one you're gonna do hey and they give me ideas or they'll send me songs and i'm like oh my goodness that is like mm -hmm. soft as hell but okay <laughs> you know that's, that's like a really sad tearjerker i don't know but you know so just you just got to keep going and everything else i think will fall in place nice have you ever thought because I, I haven't seen every one of them have you ever thought about doing like a essentially like the thrashing and stuff like you said yes. like in the, the anger like a kill bill type thing yes i have one do kill you have bill. One? Okay. yeah yeah okay. and that's what i plan to do eventually too is um where now now i've improved my editing mm. is do another one of some of these like okay. my vikings video okay. i got my kill bill um, I did that to let the bodies hit the floor, the crazy 88 okay. scene. Yes. Oh, okay. So we, I did the close-up of our eyes when we're looking, and all the crazy 88s are coming out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, so we had fun with that. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to keep, like, making these. I'm going to do Birds of Prey, more <clears throat> Harley Quinn, more more of those. Because people love it. Yep. Yeah. People love it. I think that's great. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Do you have a uh, – so I know you said you want to do, like, like uh, Birds of Prey. Is there – is there another one that like you're ready to do right this second? Yeah, I'm gonna do barbed wire. Are you? Okay. And I'm gonna okay. do it to the song Stranglehold, you know? And I think that would be really cool. Especially nice. with um I love Pam Anderson and I 
I felt for her back in the day because I was so sad. And it's cool that she, she's coming, owning her story now yeah, and yeah. owning herself. And you see for her for the person that she truly is. Right. Because we're not all just this one piece of us. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or what the image is projected. You know, yeah. obviously. Did she's you a see mother the documentary on Hulu? Pam yes. and Tommy Lee? I saw hers, oh, okay. um, her story, uh, her son produced it and, um, she's obviously got some great kids because I, I love her older son was like, let's, I want people to see my mom for who she really is. And mm. you know, she's this woman, she's strong, she's this and that and raised us and blah, blah, blah. And they made that documentary is really good. And then she came back and went on Broadway, which I thought mm. was awesome, right. you know, and, and she got great reviews. And all that time, her whole career was lost because people were just lynching her for what, you know, was stolen from her house. That tape that was stolen from her house. I mean, give me a break. Her husband, you know. It's, it's sad, but at least now she's got her redemption. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And is that the series that's, that's on Netflix? Because I know she has one on Netflix. She I was enraged was about, she won't watch that, the one that was on Netflix, because oh, um, okay. it, it was done without her permission. Okay. The original oh. one. And okay. um, all about the sex tape and all that. Okay. Hers is kind of ju- just because sh- it destroyed her life. Yeah. You know, like he was the man and she was a piece of crap. You know, slut or but all this stuff because of that. Yeah. And um, and so it was cool. It kind of came out at the same time. Mm. Her documentary mm. um, that her son produced, and then that one that she didn't want any part of. Okay. So she had said she refused to watch it. So gotcha. Yeah. Now, just real quick, kind of, uh, and I'll give you guys a chance to ask a question. I feel like I'm hogging here, but uh, so going back, like to the distribution type thing, you like let's say there's you know younger guy, girl, whatever comes up and says, "Hey, I just made this film. You know, I don't know what to do next." Would your advice? Because I know you said like uh, YouTube is kind of a good way to do it to kind of mm-hmm. test it. Would you recommend they maybe? post out like a portion of it a trailer the whole movie and then because they could always take it down and see what the views are like what would you recommend for that for someone who has no clue what to do with a finished product but they're yeah i would i would suggest doing a teaser of it um to see how that that goes i mean because typically um you know i mean and it's kind of difficult because if you start a youtube channel you know you've got to make kind of several videos to for people to really see or whatever but how is that video or that topic going to do because if people truly love it they're going to share it yep. you know i mean i was just sharing a video when i came in because this guy was cracking me up this redneck guy who makes these short videos i'm like this dude is funny and i shared it yep. right and then i thought well this is how people blow up or this is how you know you got something good yeah are people sharing it or um giving the likes on it or and i don't always interact on the youtube or whatever because i just don't because we're all in such a hurry we're all doing stuff and i'll see something and like oh shit, that's cool and um but i don't and i probably should but um but yeah i think that people should test it like indie filmmakers rather than just say it going to to people with money and saying hey i got this great concept for a movie i wrote this screenplay and um, we're gonna make billions. Yeah. <laughs> we can just retire and yeah. end it all. We're good. We can buy an island. And then I'm like, it doesn't work that way, you guys. And I know you want to believe that it does, but trust me, it does not. <laughs> so let's see how that story will play out if you you know share that on your social media. Yeah. Put together a teaser trailer. Do something. No, it's funny you say that too, because a lot of people have that. I mean, even 
years ago when I had thought it was like, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing. We're done. And, you know, you're still bartending or serving later on, you Absolutely. know, a year later, two years later, whatever job you're doing. Uh, but it was, we were having a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. here with a couple guys who were like, hey, you guys do a podcast. And one of them works here, really, really good guy. And his partner, he's like, I want to do a podcast. I want to ask you, like, what you do in the one. And his buddy, because uh, we know one of the guys that works here, but his friend was like, yeah, everybody's making so much money on this stuff, and we just want to get a get a piece of that pie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I we haven't even seen the pie yet. I'm like, yeah, right. yeah. <clears throat> the pie is still cooking somewhere. We don't yes, know where, what right. restaurants <laughs> make it. Very much in the red, <laughs> right? And that's and that's how it is. It's going to be. And but you know what? That's true in any business. Anybody yep. starts. What they say on average, it's ten years yep. that you put in that work. Yep. And you, you know because it's like again, it, it's got to go through. The system, the oh, algorithm, yeah. the people, mm-hmm. word of mouth, like coming out to seeing it. That's why make your first hundred your, and get to that point and then do a comparison how you are now compared to how you started, like mm-hmm. when you first started. And it's going to be huge. Yep. So if anything, you gain all that experience and, uh, you know, like with me, with, with movies, I feel like feel like on the business end, I know what I'm talking about. But a lot of people don't want to listen to me because they're just like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm like, excuse me, to me, do you know, did you make, have you made a penny yet? Well, I'm gonna. Okay, how are you gonna do that? Yeah. How are you gonna, well, you're gonna get me a distribution deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you're okay, gonna do then, that for right, me. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, then That's... listen to what I'm telling you, please, you know? <laughs> and I'm taking so. a 10% cut off the back end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. That's a great level. You're going to do it for me. Yeah, right. I had no idea. Then I'll get the big. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why the key is low, low, low budget. And and then you can probably get a licensed deal through through Lionsgate, you know. But I would want to only spend like 10 grand on a, on a, and people think, oh my gosh. No, that's true. With Nation's Fire, it was 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many little movies we could have made? Like indie film, because I see some of these uh, films that are being distributed through you know, and they're all over on these platforms. Their budget was maybe, at most, I've seen some for like fifteen, twenty thousand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to turn around and flip it for forty, <clears throat> and then they'll just buy it directly from them and whatever. And so that's kind of what I'm telling people. And then you got to have that that middle person who has the connections to get it sold for you, to yep. get it out there for you. But you, you no distributor is going to pay millions. They'd be broke. They right. can't. They can't afford that. You know. Yeah, you always have those one-off. You know, you have those one-off fluke type movies. And again, going back to like, what are you? What are they actually telling you about real numbers? It's like you take something like the Blair Witch Project. You know, which was probably the the pioneer of the handy cam type movies. And then you have Paranormal Activity, and that was another one that kind of made. But that's two. in every pitch deck. Yep. Every pitch deck I've ever seen, I'm like, if I see this again, does anybody have another one? Because there's so few that have made it. That's Those what are I'm the saying. only yeah. couple. Yep. And who got the money? Was it the investors Probably who the put up the money, or was it the distributors? Nobody knows that part. That's what was I'm saying. Was there behind the scenes lawsuits because they're like, you guys made billions off our movie and we got nothing? Mm-hmm. We got nothing. We didn't even get our budget back. Yep. And that's how it goes. And that's what I'm saying. That's what, so when you say about like, you know, you're not getting all the information. So how they market these things, like this movie cost $5,000 to make and it grossed over $250 million. Then you get every single person who has a handicam at home or a phone. Yes. They're like, all right, we're doing it. We're yes. doing it. They're like taking out a quick loan, running out their credit card or yes. borrowing money from their parents or whatever. They're like, yes. yeah, but it made $250 million. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, 
did it really? I mean, it may have. Right. It did. But, you know, who... I don't who, think so. Who, who, <laughs> to your point, <laughs> who, who got, got the money? That, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. did that Where did that go? $1,000 yeah. person investor, yeah. you know, who took it out of their own pocket or yeah. borrowed it. Did they really get $250 million? I probably... I and this don't is think the biggest so. lie. This whole industry is the biggest lie you'd ever see. So, you know, you can't trust anything. You know, everything yeah. is for... Everything is a facade. I mean, it's not what you see. I mean, look at look at everybody on Instagram. Yep. I mean, you know, they 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 look like big time glowing supermodels, and they come out big fat slobs on the other end. You yeah. know, you don't know because they can edit, and you know, it's all manipulation. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. much of it, uh, and that's why I I try to just tell people, please, if you're gonna put money up, understand probably not going to get it back <laughs> okay you know you yeah. got to do it because you want to do it and take a risk that's yep. it so that's watch the, the producers and you know try and make it out oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well that's the other funny thing too it's like you think about when you talk about instagram uh, it's like and i hate this term because everybody uses it now anybody who goes on instagram or twitter or whatever they're like their title is you know i'm, I'm a social media influencer i'm a mm. whatever influencer right. i'm like are you really yeah you're just a person you went to mcdonald's took a picture of your big right. bag that you're eating you're right and they've got 10 followers it. you talk yeah. to me when you've got four or five yeah, million followers got, right exactly <laughs> yeah. then you can call yourself that's an just because your that's mom the, that's and your three cousins yeah. <laughs> that's becoming the next big thing is everybody's like let me get on social media i'll become yeah. an influencer you, you know can I'll some do this. Serious i mean i can take photos around my apartment all day long with my clothes and everything it doesn't mean i'm an influencer but people will tell me well i I'm a model. Girls will say, say, and I'm like, well, what did you model for? Like, are you published? Or not? Well, no, I'm online. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like, I like that too. I saw there was a funny meme on Facebook about, about that. It's like, oh, you're a, you're a model on Instagram. That's funny because I'm a general on Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true. Four it's stars, true. guys. Four stars. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Ooh, you just got to love what you do, enjoy what you do, and mm-hmm. do your own thing. Like me, I don't give a F anymore. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not trying to get roles if I want to. Do a roll, I'll do a roll. I got a roll coming up with uh, Rick Dan for, for The Clock. Um, and it's a horror film, and we're going to have fun with that. And I'm playing my role as a, I'm doing a pole routine in the in the movie. Okay. And then um, before I get whacked. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I'm reading a script, and Rick has me doing a death lay on the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, man, I better rehearse that. It's where you lay <laughs> facing the floor uh, against the oh, ceiling, okay. oh. and you just grip with your thighs. So I'm like, all right, got to practice that. <laughs> a good old supernatural death. <laughs> yes, <like>. yes. <laughs> before i get whacked (laughs) yeah if i do i don't know maybe i don't yeah can't give it away and you said it's called uh the the clock the clock okay yeah we're excited we're gonna start filming that next month and um yeah so i mean and i i got to see the talent and uh, their audition videos and like I'm like, this is going to be really good. We're going to have so much. And we, that's what we want to do. We just want to have a great time with this and, you know, network and work together and just have fun. And that's what yeah. it's all about. It's just all about having fun. Yep. And then I'm going to do my best to get this distributed the way that it should be um, and just make a little something for them. But don't yeah. throw out a ton of money on it when, you know, it's the distributor is just going to go on a cruise <laughs> you know yeah. so, yeah. that's it right. <laughs> thanks for the but product that, but it's part, yeah. of, it's part of the expense it is it's, <laughs> it's the expenses I know it was a 12 day cruise I talked to a lot of people okay <laughs> <laughs> I networked the shit out of your movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
while it was... You were on a yacht. There was eight people on there. Come on. Right. I'm a film influencer, right? Yeah, I'm a film yes. influencer. I'm with all my other influencers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to give the floor to you guys because I've kind of hogged the conversation here a little bit and I feel bad about that. So it's okay. Don't worry about it. But um, I did look up your IMDb profile to see what has changed since the last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. And you're accredited in a movie as The Princess. And I'm going to butcher this and I apologize. It's but okay. it's Joel D. Wynn Coops, the Carrion Incident 3 Annihilation. Oh, Joel Winecoop. Yes. He is the king of B-movies. Okay. And um, I didn't... I, so I'm the princess in that? It, that's what it, you're credited as, as the princess. Oh, that's sweet. So I gotta see it. I don't <laughs> well, I was wondering if you could talk about that movie, because IMDb says there is no plot... The plot is unknown at this time, and this seems like a really interesting movie, especially just looking at, like, the poster that they have uploaded. Yeah, so Joel has, um, he's he's an independent filmmaker, and he's, you know what, he's one of them who's been doing it right for years, uh, because he just does his own thing. He's built a huge following because he's stuck with it. I've known Joel, Joel's from Minnesota like I am. I've known Joel for 20 years. And, um, and I've done a couple of little projects with him and, you know, and he's probably just going to put like my, my YouTube stuff in there, like in the movie. And, um, um, but I think that's in production. Oh, well, it said it came out in 2022. Oh, it did? So then I don't even know. (laughs) I'm not sure. But, um, but Joel has done so many, um, like B movies Mm -hmm. and then he goes and sells like his DVDs and all that. He does everything himself. And he's got such a following. He's just, he's an amazing guy. And then he sells them, he'll go to like um, all the the conventions. Mm. And all these people will come in to see Joel Wynkoop. <laughs> it's so cute. It's awesome. But I think he, that was just my, my YouTube oh, stuff okay. in there because we've talked like through, um, you know, text and whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, do whatever you want to do, man. Oh, okay. That's cool. Was That's he cool. possibly at that, uh, and I know this is such a long time ago. <laughs> For me to even ask this is probably ridiculous, but was he, like I said, he sells his DVDs and stuff. Was yeah. he at that, that UF uh, probably. film festival? That, that's where I first actually met you. Yes, and that yes. That was Joel like was there. 17, 18 Yeah, Joel was there. Okay, yeah. all right. Because yeah, I remember the name, as soon as you said that, I remember there was somebody out there selling DVDs, or there was a few people. Yeah. But I want to say one of the guys was named Joel, so. I mean, he must have like a thousand movies out. He's got so many, um, and... He and then he so he's got a whole table full and he's he's got such a following it's so awesome and he actually makes money off his movies because he just does it through selling DVDs he's okay. old school you know yep. and um, and that's because he stuck with it for so long and kept doing what he's doing no matter what anybody said which is what we have to keep doing yep. you know what I mean yep. and now he's gotten to this point where he just does whatever he wants. And he, he gets a return on, on his movies, which nice. is cool. Yeah, I looked up his filmography, not individually, but I'm just looking at the whole numbers. He's done literally everything. For he has. He's still scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has. He's still holding. Stunts, 19 credits, uh, yeah. casting director, five credits, casting department, 15, camera, all that fun stuff. He does everything. And I just worked with him on, uh, we did the Nightmare Collection. And it's funny because I came full circle. I did the Nightmare Collection. Uh, it was like. God, our first one was like 20 years ago when I first said Filthy. And then we did, and I played Necro Nancy and lead singer of the goth band, The Wakers. 
and um, the undead hostess. So it's kind of like an Elvira thing, and I introduced all these <laughs> horror movies. And we always had, you know, these great films, like shorts on the DVD collection. Yeah. So I did, um, so we just recently redid the Nightmare Collection, and we actually won awards for Best Horror at um, a recent film fest, Horror Film Fest. But it was pretty cool because Joel was in that. <laughs> and no matter what you do with Joel, it's going to be a riot. Like, you're going to laugh because he is freaking hilarious. So we, we had a lot of really loud, obnoxious, crazy, and we had a lot of fun because he played one of the killers in the Nightmare Collection. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So does he ever, do you guys ever go to that one? It's like, there's one in Tampa, like, it's called, like, the Underground Horror Film Festival or something. It's something along those lines. I think I've been there. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's so many that goes on around I here know, now. I know, there's a lot. Like, I remember, because we were looking at different ones, and I was like, that's, it seemed very interesting, but it seemed very, very much for strictly the indie, kind of like the person yeah. that's making their own money their own way. Yeah. That type thing, which it looked like a cool little thing to yeah, Joel always does Tampa Bay Screams, so uh, I see him, I go there every year. Okay. Yeah, and that's all the local filmmakers here, and so it's pretty cool. And you know, it's neat, because I do bike events too, and whenever I'm at the bike events, I got my horror fans will show up at no matter where I'm at. They don't give a damn. They're walking through all the one percenter clubs, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm here to see Krista." You know, like, "Get out of my way, biker man!" You know, and they're coming up. It's so cute, though. I'm like, "Oh, these are my guys," you know, and they 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 come to everything, cutest thing ever. And so I'll see them at at like Tampa Bay Screams, and then I'll see them at the bike festivals and whatever. And so, um, and that's that's what I love about what I do yeah. and and the horror community you know these people are like and then they'll know Joel and they'll know you know all people I've worked with or whatever but every single event I do there's a certain group of people that are there <laughs> they're always there it's so cute just riled out outside I, like, yeah or I'll see them walking through the crowd and I, they stand out you know especially among the biker crowd because <laughs> they don't have leather on or anything like that you know <laughs> it's cute it's like just half a group of just golf looking people yeah <laughs> yeah they don't give a damn yeah, that's my guy they're <laughs> like excuse me I gotta talk to Chris Dodd you know <laughs> can't wait till we get a following like that yeah it's so cute it's so funny specifically no the about your kid. Harley sir move away yeah they're like excuse me <laughs> They're like, Krista, can you sign this for me? Will you take pictures? Yeah. Don't be like bikers all around. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> stole this guy's bike helmet. Go just sign it. <laughs> yeah, <it's so> <laughs> oh, my God. They know I got their back, though. Sweet. They know. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's cool. cool. It's, it's always cool to have that, like, you know, your own little following where, yeah. you know, wherever you go. You know, you know, no matter where you are, they're going to be there. And that's, it's that's a nice supportive thing. You know? Yeah. Cool. I, I used to have one guy who would follow me, uh, and he... Um, he wanted me to choke him everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was in Chiller Convention in Jersey. And this guy came there. And it was packed at Chiller Convention. And he's jumping up and down. And I was like, oh, there he is. Hold on, I got to choke this guy out, you guys. He's going to want a choking picture. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's, it's not like I choke people in my movies or anything. But I'm like, you know what? You I'm gonna, you're going to be blue anymore. this time. I'm going to choke you. So, yeah, he's like, do it, do it. Look, <laughs> like, I, oh I mean, I, you know, I don't want to put this out there for you guys to judge me, but, I mean, if James Earl Jones, you know, was, if I ever saw him, I would, you know, try to get him to judge <laughs> Right? <laughs> Start fader, man. Come on, I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, of all, all the people that have choked Choke you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
right, so there I am with James, and uh, here I am with James Gunn. Different it's, facial expressions. Yeah. I'm red in this one. I'm blue in that one. Yeah. He really choked me on. Uh, that, was, the front that was actually for real. This is a police officer in New York. Disclaimers, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember these photos being taken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's when he's giving me the Heimlich because I actually was choked. I was <laughs> yeah. during lunch. It was a little bit different, but it worked out. It's the last time I'm eating hot dogs. <laughs> Oh, that's a riot. That, is, that is awesome, though. It I is. like that. It is. Like and that's that. what's cool. You know, it's like, wow, I didn't even know that they would love it so much. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. don't, you don't realize how much people really love what you do until, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people um, at bike events cry over Nation's Fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what you stood for in that movie. I, oh, man, this, I can relate. And they tell me, you know, whatever, who they lost or whatever. And they're crying, like, can I get pictures of you? And I'm like man, I don't even know what to make of this right now, you know, because that's like... It's surreal. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And and that so that's that's the rewarding yep. part of it, you know, even though I want to kick the shit out of this distributor and I want to... And I do. I really do. And whatever, but I still, I'm still paying SAG fees for revenue she's making on my movie. I still got to pay SAG. So oh, wow. that's why I'm, I'm still so mad because I'm like, I got to send out money because so, so sad can still pay the actors but i haven't seen a penny mm-hmm. she did she gets it so are you just stuck in, in that for now or like well, at what point can you well sag to, I, i'm working with sag now to do something to protect investors okay. and, and executive producers i'm like you guys you because i went off on the guy from sag and he he knows i'm like do not do not bully me don't talk to me any kind of way okay because you know how this industry works and then you're trying to get more money out of me when I haven't made any revenue when Vision Films has it. Yeah. They here's all the reports. I sent them everything, and um, so we ta- ended up after we fought, we talked for a long time, and I was like, there needs to be something to protect the pockets that are providing the jobs to all of these. I mean, look at the jobs that we provide as investors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're paying city fees county fees on top of city fees um you know all the cast sag wages um catering uh, locations wardrobe hair makeup blah 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 fx whatever uh buying the stuff to blow up and you know doing whatever we are providing all this to where we're filming but you guys just say f you to the people that like you know what i mean yeah. and i i'm I, I are you kidding me there's no gratitude whatsoever, and that's what I I felt like at, in in uh, in L.A. I'm like, wow, you know, we're providing these jobs, and now I got a lot of people that support a cast of Nations Fire. The cast is phenomenal. Like, I love I love talent. I love actors. I love whatever. It's just the business people that take advantage. I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and and even them because a lot of them go off and make their own movies and. You know, because this is their life. This is their world. This is what we do. We're artists, you know, whatever. Uh, but unfortunately, they need to be mathematicians as well. Yeah. <laughs> because we need to we need to have both ends working for us. Yeah. I mean, so. But, yeah, so. Yeah. I was just thinking she'd be a great panelist. Oh, and, yeah. and that's, that's what I was going to say. Is like, that was <laughs> They're always looking for, like, new awesome. panelist people. I mean, they because they do. Uh, one, one of the things that I know they did last year... Um, or did a workshop, I should say, and they did a workshop on like how to get distribution mm-hmm. or the pains of distribution or something yeah. very similar to what you were talking about. Yeah, so, 
I just I could picture you just going up there and be like, listen. Oh, that would be great. Yep. Yeah, because I attend AFM and um, the last couple, you know, the American Film Market, mm. which is wonderful, because you hear all the panelists from the major studios, um, executive producers, um, and it's all about the business end of it. And uh, I went there, and I'm like, hope. Let me raise my hand because I'm going to talk about what this I went through with this distributor because when filmmakers would have so many questions for all the panelists and um, and I, I was I'm happy to speak because a lot of people are scared. Yep. Oh, they're so scared to talk about it because they're like afraid that <laughs> won't work again. And they a lot of them may not. I don't care. You know, yep. I, I create my own path. I, I could care less. And I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be like kicked in the teeth, you know, by by this pig or this pig or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's not fair for filmmakers and, you know, the people that are putting all this together, the creatives and their create, you know, the work that goes into it for them to just get robbed. Mm -hmm. Huh? No. Yeah, not okay. That's why SAG was like we need to like I'll work with you on that. And yeah. um, so I've got a couple people from from the union that I'm talking to. And where I'm like, no, something needs to be done. Whether we start a, a, a nonprofit for um, investors, and you know, where we're like a bulldog, a watchdog mm. for executive producers on film budgets, so that they can't get totally taken advantage of by these distributors, and we can put out there who the evil distributors are and how the process works before you put your money up. Yeah. And I think more investors then would sign on to put money up. You know, because they have some sort of protection, just like SAG is for actors. We protect the actors, but without the investors, actors have no job. Yep. I told SAG, you have no money. That's why you're 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 having a hard time collecting, because these distributors, there's no boundaries. There's there's no repercussions for them. Yeah, I can't just walk in Bank of America and stick them up. I can't do that. These people can do that to me. They, you know, in a sly way or whatever. That's not okay. Yeah, I need to see about speaking there. <laughs> this is like my life's mission. I have to do it. No, the yeah. reason why I brought that, that's actually, it's coming up at the at the end of April. We're going to be out there doing our show. We're going back out there. Uh, we did that last year. We went out there, and uh, we get to meet a lot of great people there. And, oh, yeah. and, and like the, the marketing director, programmer director, they re-invited us out there this year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so even if you want to come out and just check it out, yeah, let me know, good. and then yeah, we can get definitely. you a, a pass out there. Okay. Because yeah. I was I brought it up to last time we interviewed mm. with Doug. Yep. I mentioned about you. I said, you know, one of the people that we've interviewed in class, and he's like, well, let me know. You know, it's like, if you want to pass. I mean, they basically do it. It's, it's like the 27th through the 30th. So it's like a Thursday through Sunday. Okay. At the end of April, um, do a bunch of screenings. It's at Sundial. The AMC theater, yeah, yeah. they take over the whole theater. Awesome. Um, so they have a bunch of screenings, workshops, but then they have a bunch of networking after parties afterwards. So if it's something you're interested in, yeah, I can reach definitely. out to them and then let yeah, you know and I'll, I'll get you all the info and everything. Yeah. But Okay, cool. And then, you know, you could talk to them and then you might be able to get on one of the panels because I think you would have a lot to say. I do. A lot of people I would do. have some value yeah. to take yeah. from. So Definitely. That'd awesome. be great. Uh, we got a we got a little bit of time left, so I just kind of want to give it. If you guys have any other questions, or if there's anything else coming up that you want to promote or talk about, anything else up coming, just check out um, my YouTube channel, Full Stunton with Krista. Okay. Full Stunton with Krista. Yeah, and then um, the clock is coming up, and um, yeah, just follow me on like Facebook or Instagram, Krista Grady Saxon. 
And YouTube. And my YouTube. Follow my YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) That's my Paul Stunton channel, yeah. Is there a release date for the clunk? Because it's not credited on your IMDb profile yet. No, we haven't even started production yet. We start next month. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, um, I know you've been very busy and everything, but sticking with movies, what has been the favorite thing if you've seen the past couple of months? Favorite movie? TV show? Anything? I've been going back to, and maybe I'm in a midlife, I wouldn't say crisis, but, but point in my life. Um, I've been watching like the older movies again, mm-hmm. like the Thelma and Louise, the classics, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I love Jaws. Jaws is my favorite. I could watch that a million times. It. All the Jaws. Stop <laughs> See that? She loves Jaws. See, I do. See, Patrick? I've seen the movie. We've I discussed this. I my Jaws shirt today. Do you yeah. did? <laughs> I almost That's funny. Did. It took him 37 years. But 33, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it's classic. I love Jaws. Um, yeah, so I've been, I've been, and, and it's funny because these are movies I've watched as a kid, and now you see it in a different light, and I think it's even better now. Well, and that's what I was going to ask, is like, does it, does it feel like you connect with it again, like when you, when you rewatch that, yeah. like you get that other, like all of your life experience comes back out in it. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and I'm like, but I also think it's kind of cool that like Thelma and Louise is what I was into when I was a little yeah. kid, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like other girls, you know, and I loved um, the Terminator with Linda Hamilton. Yep. And I remember being a little kid and I'm like, I got to get arms like that. Mom, I need a weight set. And I was like, I think I was little and uh, I was young. And my mom bought me this weight set so I could get arms like, like her. And I, I, got, I got them going on. It's pretty good. So I said, nice. yeah. So I said, um, uh, so she got me this little weight set. And the weights were hilarious because I was like, Mom, it says to fill it with sand or water. <laughs> you know, they were like these plastic things or whatever. So every time I would, you know, do bench presses, I'm getting waterboarded. So I was like, well, oh, this is not working. Yeah. But yeah, I said, I've been weight training ever since. So those movies, movies can have such an impact yeah. on you, you know, and for the rest of your life. And it, it is. It, I find out what I love. I find out who I am, what triggers me, what gets me excited, what gets me happy. And um, I think with uh, Thelma and Louise, it was just, you know, two adorable women who are also very strong women mm-hmm. who are not going to be taken down. You know what I mean? And, like, to me, it's just this whole this whole story. Um, I, I absolutely love it, and that's why that's my next video. Kind of like Scorny Weaver and Alien. Yeah, and Alien yeah. Movies. Yeah, and yeah. even, like... Which was directed by a different person. Yeah. <laughs> With the Pamela Anderson thing that I'm talking about, you know, she was, she was totally stereotyped as this one thing, and now you go back and look at it and hear the truth of what was going on and, and the devastation and the heartbreak and left all of the industry because of this trauma. And, and it's like, wow, that's really sad that you missed out on the, all this because of that. And, and, and I think we all can relate in certain ways of, of things that, you know, we wished were different, obviously, like yeah. me mm-hmm. movie or whatever, and, and wished we would have... <clears throat> stuck through or did something differently and and it's like wow you know you see that and it's just it's just a part of everybody's journey and so that's why i like watching now these those older movies that i kind of grew up watching and um and yeah because but because otherwise i'm not always watching a lot of movies right you know what i mean i'm (laughs) i'm always researching like now like videos i want to make and to what movies and whatever but the old school stuff just like music 
is better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the real deal, you know? Well, you know what you'd like then, and I don't know if you've seen it already, it's on Netflix, but they have a series called The Movies That Made Us. No. And it's, <gasps> it, they pick, like, certain ones, so, like, not everyone, but there's some classics they have, I believe, that like, like, Pretty Woman, Back to the Future, just random older yes. stuff, but they go, and it's basically, like, an hour-long, almost like a documentary behind the scenes of what it took to make it, all the the downfalls, um, and... All oh, the, I can see that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, they have, they, I think they do, like, I want to say 12 or 15 movies in the series, but each one's a little different. I mean, some of them go like, you know, uh, you know, Tim Burton type stuff. And yeah. Some was like, you know, John Carpenter. They have a horror section like Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, that is Friday so the 13th, cool. Halloween. Oh, those are my favorites. So, Friday the 13th. But just too. the, I love just all the those. headaches they went through, the pitfalls yeah. they went yeah. through. Um, Pretty Woman actually was a really good love one of that, that because it was a completely different story mm-hmm. from the beginning. But I think you would like that if you They want to got check rejected it out. so many times because she was a hooker yep. and the storyline, <clears throat> and they could they had a lot of difficulties getting that movie even made mm-hmm. or taken seriously or distributed. Like I I remember watching a behind the scenes story yep. about that and just how much it was. And then of course it's one of those films that turns out to be. A you masterpiece. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Shawshank Redemption. It was a yes. joke yep. when yeah. that first came out. And now and then now it's, you know, it's a classic, legendary yep. movie. Well, funny thing with, with the Pretty Woman one is I didn't realize until I watched that that it was a Disney movie. I didn't either. It no was, wonder. It, it, <laughs> whatever production company or whatever was associated with Disney... And that was the one of the big things. It's that like makes now sense. we're going to have a hooker in this yeah, thing, and they're going to be like, yeah. so there was. A, so but, she's now a Disney princess. Yes. yes. All right. 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 <laughs> they were sitting around all they should have yes, a pole yes. dancing princess. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. the next thing for Disney, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Okay. All the movies they made us on Netflix. I think. Yeah, like I it, so. I've never even heard. Yeah. That's cool. I will. Awesome, but uh, you know, we are about out of time. Do you guys mm-hmm. have any no. uh, other questions you want to go? I'm solid. Awesome. Well, Krista, again, thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, and thank you. I hope you don't mind. You know, we may reach out to you again and say, "No, Come that'd on be back great." Yeah, you know, and then we'll talk offline. I'll get you that information. Okay. For We're the trying to make it not, stuff. you know, a year and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> well, let me Look, tell you, I what. got so much to say. I'm, I know I talk, 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 but no, that's what we want. Yeah, good. We, we get tired of talking to each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I got to say, 2022 was a rough year and a lot going on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but we'll definitely have you on sooner then later next okay time. that'd be great um, so yeah again thank you very much for joining us uh that's krista Brady saxon everybody for movie talks and chill we're your hosts i'm tony serato i'm gavin butts patrick wall and our special guest krista Grady saxon thanks guys take care don't forget guys you can visit us at our website movietalksandchill.com email us at talk to us at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our youtube channel uh, you can also follow us on social media on facebook twitter and instagram at movie talks and chill you can listen to us on spotify anchor Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcast, Castbox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.